Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Hacker Hub, the number one source for fun news about cybersecurity and interesting things. Got some fun stuff talking about on the episode today that we're really going to kind of cover. So sit back, relax, enjoy, bask in the awesomeness of this information. And we're going to kick it off with a fun episode today. So that and more coming up on Hacker Hub. Looking forward to talking to you guys about this. We're going to learn about LastPass. LastPass had another breach. Also, TikTok is now banned in South Dakota for government agencies. U.S. chip designers are being warned that the market is going to plunge. And the Australian data breach for the bank gets even worse. So that and more. Coming on up, and we're going to get kicked off right after this song ends. So let's get right to it. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Hacker Hub. Here we are again. If you're not familiar with who I am, my name is William Parks, uh, aka Official Willie P, here on the uh, on the Twitch channel, and I'm your host. So, honestly, we bring about the news to you in a fun sense. That's, I mean, it's it's upbeat, but my sarcastic sense of humor definitely puts a twist on things at times. Um, but we're just trying to get to the nitty gritty and the basics of everything here. We want to know what all is happening on the cyberspace. We want to keep you as updated as possible for everything you may encounter. So with that being said, we have our cup of coffee in hand. It's a nice Americana this morning. And it is a chilling, I don't even know how cold it is outside, but it is very cold. <laughs> it is quite cold. Like I think that we're in the 20s. So anyway, we'll get this kind of kicked off and started. We'll start off the TikTok news here. So funny enough, South Dakota has now banned TikTok for state agencies, and there's a massive warning for a security threat about it. Now, go figure, if you aren't familiar with TikTok and what it really does, TikTok is essentially one of the biggest data gathering tools that uh, the CCP can utilize to leverage against anybody. Um, the app gathers a ton of information about you, your device, what's on your network, what's on your Wi-Fi that you have currently all the devices on there. It, it looks at everything you look at on your phone. Like if you, let's say you're looking at Amazon for 15 minutes, looking at buying a, an espresso machine. It knows that. It can see that. It reads your keystrokes, so everything you type in. So in essence, it literally sees everything that you do. It has access to your cameras. Um, it also has access to biometric data. So it's it's a very invasive application. Um, and they've done an incredible job at making it so desirable uh, not not only for just the everyday user, but I mean even for businesses too, because businesses utilize this app for a lot of things. So, uh, quote unquote from the governor of South Dakota, she says it's so much worse, and they're our enemy. They hate us. This is why it's so important that other elected officials take action as well. And notably, the Democratic chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee recently credited former Republican President Donald Trump with correctly sounding the alarm about TikTok and the way the Chinese government can use the app to hurt America. Quote, unquote, I think Donald Trump was right. I mean, TikTok is an enormous threat, the Virginia Senator Mark R. Warner said earlier this month. So 
if you're also not familiar with it too, if you're in the armed forces, I don't believe you can actually have TikTok right now. You're not really allowed to. Um, it just it gathers too much data about you. It's it's really really bad. And another quote from the governor says, "The CCP wants to gather information about us because they hate us." This is kind of like what we just said a second ago. Um, and they have a long-term agenda to destroy the United States of America, which is very true. Um, I'll link you guys to a really cool video the FBI put out on YouTube not too long ago. Um, and I'll, I'll do that post-episode, and then I'll throw it in the description here for this for this uh, this podcast. But it's very interesting to watch. And you never know what you're going to learn, truthfully. Um, they have like a whole 30-year plan to, to essentially take over the world market um, in multiple different spaces. So listen... We know the threat that China has been for decades and decades. They've manipulated their currency, stolen our our international property, IP. They've built up their military, threatened us, and attacked our allies. We know what their agenda is. There's no hiding from it, guys. We know what it is, but we're not going to go down the the rabbit hole of politics and kind of what's going on between China and U.S., but in essence, truthfully, guys, in cybersecurity, that's kind of where we're going right now. I mean, cybersecurity is, that's what it is at the moment, so... Again, TikTok, officially banned, government agencies, South Dakota. We need to see this everywhere else in the U.S. Um, I know a lot of people probably don't agree with that, and that's perfectly fine if you don't, but you need to understand at least, understand the threat that's out there and how it can really, I mean, it. you don't, you, I under, okay, I understand in your mind, you're probably like, okay, well, what, whatever, well, what's so if they have my information? It doesn't, I don't really care that much. Truthfully, I know and I understand that perspective too. And I empathize with you. I get it. I totally get it. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, um, really, just why it would matter so much. So think about it this way. Let's say you have your bank account. We're having a whole shift in the industry right now. A lot of people are shifting to just biometric security uh, features. So instead of just typing in a password per se, it's only going to be like thumbprint or face ID or whatever it may be. iPhones have the face, the face unlock stuff. If TikTok, theoretically, has all that data about you, the biometric data, and they have keystroke input data, so everything you type in on your phone, theoretically, they have both of your passwords, and one of which you can't change, which is your face. So that's just one small example, and I mean, they could get straight into your bank account, they could do whatever they wanted to do. A lot of it is kind of used in espionage campaigns, so... Just be aware of that stuff. There's not much you can necessarily really do except for just get rid of the app, people. Get rid of it. But it's hard to do that because we're just so ingrained. And they did. I got to give it to them. <laughs> they did a great freaking job with it. <laughs> it's an amazing app. <laughs> so anyway, moving on from that, that is TikTok, South Dakota, banned there. Um, next up, we're going to talk about how U.S. chip design market um the U.S. chip design market is essentially going to plunge without government support, which is super not good. <laughs> it's not very good. Um, the United States has been a leader in microchip design with dominant companies like NVIDIA, Intel, um, and Qualcomm, but it risks a big drop in global market share without government support for the sector. And Essentially, the U.S. share of chip design revenue has been slipping in past years, uh, dropping to 46% in 2021, and from that, that's essentially from over 50% in 2015. So, I mean, it, it's dropping, but it's, that's not like a super staggering rate. I mean, that's over the course of six years. Um, without government support, that could drop to 36% by the end of this decade. So, 
Yes, it, it's it's a big threat. And this is all according to the U.S. industry body, Semiconductor Industry Association, SIA, and the Boston Consulting Group, BCG. Um, you know, with how fast technology moves, it wouldn't surprise me if we were to find an alternative for this within the next decade or so. Um, although I know that this the semiconductor is essentially the basis of computing as we know it today. Um, you never really know what kind of revolution is going to happen, especially with all the quantum stuff going on. And also, it's important to remember the United States has already lost its lead in chip manufacturing, uh, essentially prompting the Biden administration to pass the CHIPS and Science Act this year. And CHIPS is all capitalized. It's an acronym. And an earlier report by SIA and BCG in 2020 showed the U.S. share of modern global chip manufacturing capacity have fallen to 12% by that year, down from 37% in 1990. So it's a constant kind of downhill. But anyway, this, funny enough, really isn't even cybersecurity, but it does pertain to technology and everything that we do, everything that we know, that's why it's so important and that's why we, it's important to know this stuff. So um, as being responsible citizens in the cybersecurity space, we need to know a lot that's going on. We don't have to know all the super nitty gritty details, but we need to have broad, broad horizons um, that we can fill in conversation gaps if those ever do occur uh, with clients or anybody else it, it may be. So um, that is the U.S. chip shortage stuff. Now we're going to hop into Medibank and their hack. And if you're not familiar with that, that's an Australian uh, banking system, I believe. And they were hacked earlier, and it just got a whole lot worse. So it's okay. I take that back. Medibank is not. Um, I I don't know. Hold on. Let's figure this out, everybody. We're gonna cut this out of the podcast, the recorded version. But I was sure that it was a bank. It sounds like a bank, but then this article says the Australian Insurance Group. So I want to double check that really fast. We don't. We don't. <laughs> We don't need this private. Yeah, it is. It's health insurance. Okay, cool. I'm glad that I did that. So now we know exactly what we're talking about. Um, wow. All right, cool. Well, so Medibank, which is an insurance company uh, based out of Australia, hackers have reportedly released all the data on the dark web. Things got a lot worse. That's not fun to deal with. So hackers who breached Medibank systems have dumped another batch of data on the dark web along with claims the files contain all the data they took in a heist that impacted 9.7 million customers. The Australian Insurance Group confirms six zipped files of data have been released, while government officials reiterate the overdue need to overhaul the country's cyber uh, cyber strategy. So, Medibank on Thursday said it was analyzing the data, which was released overnight on the dark web but added that the files appeared to comprise customer information comprised in the breach or customer information con- customer information comprised the the breach was customer information all right well, let's just leave it with that so um first announced in october the security incident affected 9.7 million current and former customers as well as some of their authorized representatives amongst those impacted were 1.8 million international customers And before the latest data dump, hackers involved in the theft have released the files in batches along with demands for ransom. So Medibank said it would not pay any ransom. And in its statement Thursday, the insurance company said there was no indication financial or banking details had been compromised and the stolen data alone was insufficient to facilitate identity or financial fraud. So and further noted in 
and further noted that the raw data so far had been determined to be incomplete and difficult to understand. Interesting, interesting stuff. That's, I mean, that's that's a pain in the butt to deal with, especially when it gets released to the public. Then you have all this data floating around, and it's it's just a whole mess, everybody. Um, Australia's Attorney General Mark Dreyfus, I apologize if I said your name wrong. <laughs> um, I'll look I'll, I'll look it up later. Uh, said the government was aware of the latest data dump and confirmed agencies were looking into it. And agencies is kind of quote unquote. So a review of the country's privacy act was also slated to be completed by year end. Uh, Dreyfus said when asked about legislation should be further updated following the recent increase in penalties for data breaches, which is really being ramped up globally, which is awesome. We love to see that. We love to hear it. Uh, we need to know that, you know, we're really getting more serious about our cybersecurity, right? And not just us as people, but globally, we need to be getting better because the, the world, we're not great. And the U.S. especially, we're just horrendous. We're just horrendous. It is so bad. Um, but we're working on it. So that being said, it's not like we're not doing anything. We are working on it, and it is getting better. But it just it's going to take a little bit of time. But that's okay. I think this last article that I want to share with you guys is one that really hits home, and this is something that, we called, we called this from, from the beginning, whenever it first happened. And so I feel like some of you guys may know what we're going to talk about. It was big news yesterday, or actually, I guess it was on the 30th. So that was two days ago. And that is last pass. <laughs> oh gosh, guys, last pass yet again has been breached. Oh no, not again. Not a second time. no. Yes, you heard it right. LastPass was breached a second time. So password manager LastPass said it's investigating a security incident after its systems were compromised for the second time this year. Hold on, we got to take a sip of coffee because this is some serious, uh, I would say tea, but it's not tea. Okay, yeah, yep. That's the boost that we needed for this article. So LastPass chief executive... Kareem Tuba, I also apologize if I said your name incorrectly. Um, we will correct that later on. <laughs> said in a blog post that an unauthorized party recently gained access to some of customers' information stored in a third-party cloud service shared by LastPass and its parent company. So if you don't remember last time we talked about LastPass on the last episode that we were when that happened, um, I don't remember exactly how long ago it was, really. Um, it wasn't super long ago. It was earlier this year, but they had taken a lot of source code from LastPass and some third-party information. Um, and so they had snagged the, the source code. And so I just, I, I essentially made a podcast talking about, Hey, you know, this is really bad that they have this. And LastPass says, Oh, it's okay. They didn't get anything. They didn't get, nothing's going to happen with this. And they're not going to reverse engineer any kind of passwords, which I, I understand until we have quantum computing, then we're all kind of screwed. But which we already do kind of have quantum computing. That's that's a different story. But I essentially said that they're gonna take that source code data and they're gonna look at it and they're gonna find other ways to get into this company. That's what they do. You grab the data and then you try and get back in with the data that you have. Because why would you just grab that and then just leave the company alone? <laughs> it's like you just stole a map. You stole a map to the inside of the company. So um, the third-party company that was breached is called GoTo, G-O-T-O. 
Uh, Tuba said the unauthorized party used information stolen from LastPass's systems in August. Oh, August. Okay, which the company disclosed at the time. Yeah, but they said that nothing bad was really going to happen. The third-party cloud service wasn't named, but a 2020 blog post by Amazon Web Services cited the company's transition of a billion of a billion customer records to Amazon's cloud. Now, Tuba did not say what specific customer information was taken, but said it was working to understand the scope of the incident and identity, or and identify what specific information has been accessed. So. I mean, I mean, guys, it's kind of just like playing right there in the pudding. That is cybersecurity one on one. They're gonna they're gonna get back in, and typically the second time, third time, fourth fourth time, it only gets worse. But we'll see, we'll see what they do. But it typically only gets worse. I would suggest switching to one password if you haven't. That's a, I mean, that's one of the best one one of the best ones right there um, for a password manager. Don't don't use LastPass because they've they've now been fluked. So uh, go to which is formerly LogMeIn, which acquired LastPass in 2015, said in a similarly vague statement that it was investigating the incident. It's not yet clear if both LogMeIn and GoTo customers were affected by the breach. And LastPass said in August that an unauthorized party gained access to portions of the LastPass development environment through a single compromised developer account and took portions of source code and some proprietary LastPass technical information. LastPass said that its system design and controls prevented the threat actor from accessing any customer data or encrypted password vaults, which is awesome. That's great. We like that. Um, Tuba added in the blog post Wednesday that customers' passwords remain safely encrypted, and that's all thanks to LastPass's zero, I guess, I forget what they call it. It's like the zero knowledge policy um, where they can't see your password. They can't do anything with your master password. That's only you that can edit, modify, change that. So uh, that is good that they didn't grab that information. Uh, I really hope they didn't grab that information. Maybe they did. Who knows? Uh, I I doubt that they did. I don't think they're really going for customer information. I think they just want infrastructure information, which it makes sense because if you're gonna totally take down a company like this, you have to you have to have a lot of a lot of information pertaining to the organization themselves. So um, anyway, those are our few articles that we we're going to talk about today. Uh, again, pretty short episode. You know, the, we we like to have a little bit of fun on here on on Hacker Hub and just share some fun information with everybody. Despite how wild of a time it may be and how many names I mispronounce, you know how it is. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening to Hacker Hub. I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, this is Friday, December 2nd. Notice I didn't say that earlier. Friday, December 2nd, um, 2022. Wow, the year's almost over, guys. The year's almost over. We're going to have to do something here, uh, here at the end of the year. But anyway, I guess, yeah. That's another recording. So enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, stay cyber aware, um, and stay cyber safe. We'll look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode, the next podcast. Until then, adios.